It's Thursday, April 29th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians are on an off day today, getting set to head out on uh, another big road trip to Kansas City and or Chicago and then Kansas City. Uh, but coming off of kind of a, a disappointing loss on Wednesday afternoon game, uh, Logan Allen gives up three home runs in the first inning. And not the, the way you want to finish up an eight-game homestand after winning the first two games against the Twins. The Indians lose 10-2, to two, uh, serving up six home runs total in the game. Uh, and, and the offense just didn't hit the ball. Yeah, not – I mean, it wasn't a great homestand to begin with. And, uh, but you got, they got a little traction against the Twins by winning the first two games of the series. It would have been nice to sweep them and kind of come out of here – Cleveland, you know, with a uh, uh, three and uh, three and four or uh, four and, th- you know, whatever. I mean, even if the home they stand went, at four and four. Yeah, they could have won four and four. They go three and five and they've got a tough uh, trip coming up here, Joe, with uh, their bat right back in Chicago again and the first place Royals. Well, Logan Allen, the left handed starter uh, for the Indians, uh, sent down after the game. He will join the Columbus alternate site. And uh, that will turn into the Columbus Clippers AAA team on uh, Tuesday when they begin their minor league season. But Logan Allen having trouble with his fastball command, locating his pitches. Uh, and at one point, you just kind of felt, uh, you know, there was nowhere for him to run and hide in that first inning. The, the Twins hitters were just teeing off on his, his fastball and hitting some, some pretty significant home runs. Uh, Josh Donaldson, 423 feet into the bleachers, and, and Jorge Polanco, I think, 426. Uh, it, it, it didn't look good for Logan Allen, and it didn't look like there was anything he could do to stop the, uh, to, to stop the floodgates. Yeah, that was – he was defenseless in that first inning. They were – you know, he, everything that had been building in the last two – his last two or three starts, you know, he would have trouble in, in one inning. He, the big inning would come back and bite him. The snowball kind of just rolled right over him yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Buxton the leadoff home run, then Donaldson follows with another home run, then Polanco. Just uh, it was, you know, it was a tough, 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 tough uh, day for him. He, he's not the first pitcher this year to fall victim to Byron Buxton, who's who's having you know pretty much a career year. Uh, five hits in that game yesterday for uh, for the Twins. But, but really, you have to figure out a way to get outs, and, and he really just didn't do that, uh, didn't make the corrections that, that he was able to make in spring training. You know, if he was bad for one pitch in spring training, he was able to correct himself, and that's sort of his problem was he, he's lost that ability right now uh, and, and sort of what, what transpired. He, he's going to head down to the, the Columbus alternate site, and in a kind of a surprising move, the Indians are, are promoting Nick Sandlin uh, from Columbus, and he's going to join the roster. Nick Sandlin, uh, a guy that they're very high on, right-handed uh, kind of sidearm submarine, not, not submarine, but sidearm uh, delivery. And he's going to join the roster before the, the trip to Chicago. Uh, they're going to stick with a nine-man bullpen. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, with uh, they're kind of, you know, Tristan McKenzie's a little shaky. They still haven't got the length they want out of him. Uh, you've got an open fifth man spot, open spot in the uh, rotation now that Allen's been sent down. So I think uh, Tito is trying to reinforce uh, 
reinforce the bullpen with all all hands on deck. So we'll see how that goes, Joe. But uh, it doesn't surprise me, you know, uh, with uh, especially with this trip coming up against, you know, two tough opponents. Yeah, two tough offenses. But we'll get into, uh, you know, what they're what they have to look forward to uh, going back to Chicago and then on to KC. Uh, I just want to, you know, focus on Nick Sandlin here real quickly. Uh, in spring training, he pitched what he had six innings with the uh, or six outings with the major league club. Uh, didn't allow an earned run. Only gave up uh, a couple of hits, a couple of walks. Uh, had what three or four strikeouts or nine? I'm sorry, nine strikeouts uh, in in five innings. And and Tito was was really high on on Sandlin. Every time he talked about him, he said. You know, he's, he's coming and he's, he's going to be pretty good. He says he doesn't throw all that hard, but he makes 92 look like 102. Yeah, they, they've loved this guy since they drafted him, Joe. I think he was the number two pick in 2018. Like he pitched at four different levels that year in the minor leagues. And he would have been up here a lot sooner if he, you know, he fractured his uh, forearm and needed surgery and was down uh, most of last year, I believe, or maybe 2019. Most of 2019. Yeah. And uh, he was at the alternate site last year and he came up and he just dealt in spring training. I mean, he was so good that, you know, they sent him down, but they really didn't send him down. He, he, you know, he stuck around, stuck with the league <laughs> club until they, they broke camp. So he could get as much experience as he could. And they kept pitching him in, in the uh, cactus league games right up until the end. So, you know, this, this is uh this is a the guy they want to see. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch to see how he does. Right. He's 24 years old since he, uh, he did pitch in college, but uh, maybe that uh, maybe sending him down wasn't necessarily, it was one of, one of those patented moves that Chris Antonetti uh, makes to, to, to keep a guy away from Tito. If he gets a <laughs> sense that, uh, that Tito might be falling in love with the idea of keeping a guy that might be a little young uh, on the roster. We've seen it in the past before, but uh, the, the question now falls to that fifth starter spot and who, you know, who could fill in there uh, right now? you got two candidates in Sam Hentges and Cal Quantrill. Uh, which way do you think they're going to lean in terms of going with a fifth starter for, I believe the fourth would be the next time they need one. Yeah, I think it's got to be Hentges. Don't you think Joe? I mean, I, they stretched him out yesterday. He went three innings. That was probably, you know, kind of a, you know, just a, a, a litmus test to get him, get him in there and get, get ready for this starter. And he, when would they need them in, in Kansas City, right? The, in the Kansas starter? City, I think the second game of the series in Kansas City. Yeah, that would be uh, uh, May fourth. Because you've so. got you've got Bieber, McKenzie, Plesac, uh against Chicago. Yeah. And then, as long as there's no rain delays or anything like that, you would start uh, uh, you would start your fifth guy in that. Um, you know. Yeah. So I think Henkes, you know, is, you know, he's like you, you wrote earlier today or today or yesterday that he's been stretched out to 85 pitches at the, at the alternate site. We've seen the kid have some success. He won his first big league game, you know, against the Yankees. Uh, so I think it was against the Yankees. Um, yeah. Sunday, last Sunday, yep. right over. Yeah. So, right. and, uh, so, uh, you know, he, and he'll be right. He should, I think he'll get the call. And if you got to back him up with Quantrill, you know, Quantrill has been stretched out to about two innings and, uh, you know, he could piggyback Quantrill in there to get, to get to the bullpen. Yeah. We we've seen Quantrill go a couple innings so far this year, pitching out of the bullpen, but you know, whatever, whatever length he had built up coming out of spring training, 
you know, he's, he's pretty much locked in right now at that, you know, that two <clears throat> innings length. So you would think, you know, Hentges and tell Quantrill that, hey, you're going to pitch in this game at some point uh, unless things go miraculously well for Hentges against uh, against the White Sox. So, or uh, I'm sorry. They could use a, They could the use an opener. I don't know. Maybe they use Quantrill as an opener. Hey, I know Trevor Stephan is your opener. There you go. He's, they, hey, that's, hey. that's the the prototypical uh, opener. So it's not a bad idea either. No, again, he's got that experience, but I. I'm I'm out of the prediction business, man. After yeah. after sitting on uh, thinking they're going to bring up Daniel Johnson for an entire week, I just uh, I've I've been ready to 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 post that story for more than a week. And I don't think uh, I think they're doing it just to spite me and, and you know tease me by putting him on the uh, the taxi squad there. Uh, You've officially become a baseball writer now. Yeah, it's, and if I had any hair, I would be tearing it out right now. It's pretty terrible. Uh, so we and just talk about Daniel Johnson, Harold Ramirez uh, now with the taxi squad. That means they're uh, not eligible to, or they're not technically on the team, but they're, if somebody gets hurt or goes on the COVID list, they're there when they're on the road so they can uh, step right in and, 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 you know, contribute if they have to. Yeah. They can work out with the team on the field. They can't be in uniform or in the dugout during the games. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, kind of an interesting concept, but, you know, you get guys like Daniel Johnson, you know, who's had a couple of days in the big leagues, but, you know, gets him a little more time and just to see how it operates and all, all those guys, it's, it's pretty good experience. Yeah, they get that major league per diem while they're up with the club. So they get that what 108 bucks. Uh, yeah, that's not, that bad. won't go, but that'll go a lot farther in Kansas city than it will in Chicago when they're there. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, hey, the meal money is good. It, it uh, doesn't mean anything more than that. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from cleveland.com reporters, Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to join subtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber based service gives you the latest news analysis and more from the Indians for $3.99 a month. You get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com and you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup and it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the cleveland baseball talk podcast why sign up hear from one of our subscribers i'm uh jeff heinerson i grew up there in milan ohio but i now live out in idaho i've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and i got him as a birthday present uh your subtext and i wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. Uh, we did get a chance today to speak to James Harris. Uh, he was the, one of the uh, player development directors for the Indians. And we went through uh, pretty much everybody in the minor league system, uh, talked about uh, some of the rosters and the, the, the roster composition 
for uh, the Indians minor league clubs, which are, are breaking spring training and, and heading this way uh, to start their season next week. Uh, we got some injury news, actually, that, that we were, weren't even on the radar for. Uh, Carlos Vargas and Ethan Hankins both dealing with some elbow trouble. Yeah, uh, Carlos Vargas, a hard-throwing right-hander who was uh, placed on the 40-man uh, roster in November. They really like this kid. He throws up to 100 miles an hour. He's going to – he's already had Tommy John or UCL, UCL sur, surgery about a Tommy John surgery on his elbow – on his right elbow and uh, Ethan Hankins, their uh, number one pick, one of their number one picks from 2018 is uh, gonna be examined in Cleveland uh, tomorrow, uh, have his elbow checked out. And you you know, when they take the time to uh, send you to Cleveland to get checked out, that, that, that that's a love, there's a level of concern there. Yeah, probably a pretty good indication that Hankins' season is gonna be, or Hankins' season is gonna be over and. He's probably going to need surgery. Uh, we don't know that for sure yet, but the indication is if they're they're taking a guy who's regularly up in the upper 90s to 100 uh, miles an hour when he's throwing and they're taking a look at his elbow, that's not usually a great sign. Uh, Vargas was intriguing. Like you said, they added him to the 40-man roster. Uh, this was a, this is a big kid. This is a, he's, he's a big guy, and he throws hard. Uh, he's already had the surgery, so we're, his, his season is over. Uh, but – you know, that's kind of a disappointment. Like you said, they, they thought highly enough of this guy to, to put him on the roster to, to keep him away from the other uh, rule five draft. So, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like a waiting game now to see how he recovers from it. Yeah. And Hankins, you know, was uh, probably would have been the top, the first high school right-hander to uh, get drafted in that draft, but he had a back injury kind of slipped down uh, to that, you know, to the round between, I think it was a compensation pick between mm -hmm. the first and second round. And uh, the Indians took him and really liked him. He's 6'6", you know, 240, uh, you know, pitched at Lake County two years ago. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, kind of a, looks like a dominant right-handed type pitcher. And uh, so, you know, I'm sure they're concerned about that. Yeah, he was, he was one of those big Haas guys. Uh, I, I remember talking to him after that draft and, you know, he was excited. He was ready to go and, and get out there and uh, uh, get on the mound. So uh, Eli Morgan and Scott Moss, who had been back in Arizona, uh, both pitchers there, uh, you know, Moss, a lefty, uh, they were working through some injuries. Those have been resolved and they've headed uh, east to Columbus. And now they will open the season on the uh, Clippers roster as well. So uh, another couple of guys, if you're wondering, about, uh, you know, starting pitching depth for the Indians in case, you know, things go completely off the rails. Uh, uh, Morgan and Moss are going to now start getting built up uh, as, as they would normally in Columbus. Yeah, Eli Morgan, great changeup, uh, came to camp with the sore forearm. Really, I think he only pitched one game with the big league club, and then they shut him down. Scott Moss uh, came uh, in the, uh, uh, the Trevor Bauer deal from Cincinnati, 6'6", Lefty uh, had a, was dealing with a neck injury. <clears throat> excuse me for uh, most of spring training. He tried to pitch through it, but eventually got shut down. So you know, two interesting guys that who knows? Maybe they'll be in the. We might get a look at them sometime this year. Yeah, and uh, you know, I thought it was was interesting. We had about a, a twenty minute conversation with James Harris, uh, and and we went over some of these these high prospects who are are being assigned to 
the, the different rosters and, and everything. Any, any names really jump out uh, that, that Harris spoke about that, you know, we're expecting to see big things out of this year. Yeah. You know, I think that double a roster is going to be kind of fun to watch Joe, you know, Bo Naylor's going to be there. Uh, you know, Josh Naylor's brother, he's a catcher, uh, number one pick. Uh, and uh, James Harris couldn't say enough good things about him. And saw him a couple in, in some games at in spring training with the big league club. Uh, everybody, you know, they kept him there for a while. Uh, I think the staff fell in love with him. He handled every pitcher on the staff. So this is, and, he, and he's got some pop in his bat. So this is a kid to watch. And Tyler, Tyler Freeman is going to be there as well. Mm -hmm. a middle infielder who I thought just had a great spring. Him and uh, uh, Owen Miller were kind of the hits of spring training, the young guys among the young guys. And just, he just, he can play second. He can play short, you know, Scott had a great arm and, and he hit, you know, he, he makes great contact. Yeah. Freeman's Freeman's calling card is putting the bat on the ball, putting the ball in play. And we saw that in spring training. Uh, you think about that double a roster, they've got uh, sort of all of the, uh, the, the position players, the, the, they're position player heavy in terms of prospects there in double a, uh, they've got Will Benson in the outfield. He's a former number one pick. Uh, they've got Alex Call in the outfield, uh, Tyler Freeman, uh, Bo Naylor, like you said, and uh, Richie Palacios. That's the name that sticks out to me, too. Uh, this is a kid. He, he appeared in a few exhibition games during spring training, but he, he, puts the, he puts the bat on the ball. He's probably one of the more developed hitters in the Indians minor league system right now. Yeah, he's an exciting guy. I, you know, I saw him a couple times. He didn't do a whole lot, but... We should, I didn't ask him. We should ask Harris about him a little more. It would have been fun to see what they think of him. He's an well, outfielder, right? I think he's an outfielder. I, I believe he's an infielder, but oh, he, okay. he was down for a, a year with a, uh, uh, he messed up his shoulder. I think he had surgery and he missed a season. So, you know, just coming back, this is going to be a team that can hit the ball. And <laughs> the rubber ducks are going to be able to score runs. I don't know how many uh, runs they're going to give up this year because some of these names on the uh, on the pitching side of things don't really stand out. Uh, Juan Mota is a guy that that I, I I've seen um, you know talked about a little bit, but in terms of their their upper level prospects, uh, there are quite a few on the position player side in Akron. Uh, so, I, and and Tyler Freeman starting out in Akron seems a little low to me. Uh, you know, from what he showed during spring training, like you said. And you sort of made that insinuation with uh, with James Harris and and Harris said, you know, uh, that's a this that's a decision for uh, Tito and uh, and Chris Antonetti to make. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they they have so many middle infielders and, and you know, so I think, uh, uh, you know, we'll see how that works out, how that shakes out. And they want to use <clears throat> Owen Miller at, at the alternate side. I guess he'll probably open with Columbus. They want to move him around in, you know, shortstop, second base, third base. So, you know, I, I don't think they want those two guys not, you know, knocking heads. So um, maybe they'll, uh, you know, be able to do, you know, do that with Freeman as well, but at a different level. Right. And if you don't want to go uh, too far, uh, maybe head out to Lake County uh, to see the high A Lake County captains. Uh, some exciting players out there as well. Aaron Bracco and Raynell Delgado and Brian Rocchio and uh, George Valera in the outfield. That's uh, a pretty stacked, uh, you know, a roster full of prospects as well. Uh, and and if you if you've 
if you've really got a, uh, a hankering to see a Logan Allen pitch, Logan T. Allen will be <laughs> one of the pitchers out there, uh, a college guy, along with Tanner Burns, one of their top picks from uh, last year's draft. Yeah, Logan, Logan Allen, uh, Mason Hickman, uh, and Tanner Burns, all from last year's draft. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll be pitching, you know, our, our schedule to pitch there. And the guy I, I like, uh, Joe, is, is uh, Brian Rocchio, the middle infielder. You know, mm -hmm. seen him a lot over the last couple of years. He didn't, he got kind of stuck in the court when the pandemic hit two years ago or last year. Uh, he went home to Venezuela and couldn't get out. So, right, you know, he right. couldn't go to the alternate site. Uh, he couldn't go to, uh, you know, fall ball when they had the fall instructional league. But, uh, you know, according to Harris, uh, he's, he, you know, he came, he reported spring training this year in great shape, ready to go. He's really an exciting player. Uh, just a little guy, but uh, he's, he's really fun to watch. And he's got some, he's got a little bit of a pop and he's got some swag to him. So it, it, uh, the Lake County fans are going to like him. Yeah. I think the, the Lake County and, and Akron rosters are loaded with guys who, who have a lot of potential uh, should be fun. Even if the Indians are out on the road, uh, I, I believe Akron's seating what 47% capacity uh, at canal park. So might be worth it to take a trip down there and take in a game, uh, a couple of times. I think I might go, uh, you know, cover a couple of games just, just to see, uh, you know, what, what some of these guys bring. Uh, this is great. Uh, you know, a chance to sort of look at, uh, at, at the future there, but the immediate future coming up uh, this, this week, this, uh, this road trip, a big one for the Indians as they head into Chicago, back into Chicago uh, and then on to Kansas city. Yeah. I mean, they've seen what, this will be the third series against the White Sox. Uh, you know, all of them have been really, really uh, intense games, uh, close games. Um, you know, they got snowed out in Cleveland, so they, you know, they only played once during this homestand. But, uh, you know, this is gonna, it's going to be fun. This is a good series, a good head-to-head -head series. And then you go, go to the Royals, who are surprisingly at the, at the top of the AL Central. Yeah, like you said uh, before we started recording here, uh, you know, Carlos – uh, Santana hitting about 240 right now, leading the team with 15 RBIs uh, and, and leading the team in slugging percentage up over 800. Uh, Whit Merrifield, you would expect him to be hitting in the, the high 280s. Uh, and, and Sal Perez, uh, you know, also continuing to produce when he's healthy. But, uh, but really the pitching staff, uh, kind of a surprise with, with some of the guys who are, are really sort of coming through for the, the Royals right now. Yeah, Danny Duffy, who, uh, you know, has always kind of been a punching bag for the Indians over the last few years. I mean, he's having a great start to the season, uh, you know, in the, in the rotation, a lefty. And, uh, you know, they've got a you know, solid bullpen. They've got a bunch of guys in the bullpen. I think they've got five or six guys that have uh, recorded saves in there. So it's an interesting team. And, uh, you know, some of those young guys are, you know, I think I don't even think they have uh, – Who's the shortstop? Uh, uh, oh, Mondesi. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't even know if he's back yet. No, I, I, not yet. Yeah, so I mean, once once he gets back, they're going to be even better. Right. All right. Well, we'll look forward to uh, the the start of the road trip here as Paul heads to Chicago and I'm going to KC, and we'll uh, report back uh, next week during the uh, latest Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. Thanks.